Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Jesse and I are reading the Image comic series Invincible by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. The volume that we read goes over Invincible issues number 1 through 13. We're releasing this episode in anticipation for the Amazon Prime animated series of the same name, and you can best believe that we're going to review the series once it's fully released. So make sure to stay tuned and check that out. Just a warning, we are going into full and complete spoilers for Invincible Volume 1. And remember to go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cameron Reads Comics. And make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons, as well as leave me a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. Hello and welcome back, Jesse, to Cam Reads Comics. How are you doing? I'm so good, buddy. Me too. Are you? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this. I feel like, you, you know, what's so funny is we have been trying to record this episode for a while, but it doesn't come out for like another two weeks. There's a spoiler for my fans. Yeah, here's another spoiler. Cameron badgers me about recording all the time. I do. He's like, "Can we just record today, please?" I'm like, "Not today, Junior." Yeah, and I'm like, oh, "Okay." I'm like I get I'm like if you insist, but um I'm just kidding. I love recording with you. Yeah, it's great, and get used to hearing our voices because this will either be I think this is after like week two of Falcon Winter Soldier, so they will have heard you. I can't wait. It's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be I'm I'm with Wandavision. We are recording this at the, the week before Wandavision comes no, back. No, we are recording this. The day before the finale of WandaVision, and I'm super hyped about that. We are so excited to see what is going to happen, so there's some there's some behind the scenes for you, but we are actually recording this episode in anticipation for another TV show that's coming out, which is the Invincible Animated Series. Jesse, are you excited for that? Good segue. I know. Kudos I know. to you, buddy. Kudos to comic book television for picking up the movie Slack right now. Um. Yeah, I'm. I, I I can't say that I was looking forward to it at all before you gave me the book. I didn't even know it existed, to be honest with you. Amazon Prime. Like what? Like is like that the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's show. on Prime Video. The show, Prime Video, right? I thought you meant um, did Amazon Prime exist? I'm like, yes, it did. No, I mean, I I didn't know that the show was going to be a thing until like you gave me the book and told me it was going to be a thing, <clears throat> which is great. I also didn't realize that the books like it's it was like 2002 or something. I thought it was newer. It well it this series went on for like a hundred and fifty something issues, almost two hundred issues. It seems like Kirkman's books do that though. Like he just yeah. doesn't know when to end them. Maybe like come on, yeah. man. Well, this property went on longer than The Walking Dead. Than The Walking Dead because yeah. he did this first. Yeah, uh, the thing uh, is, you sh- you sent me the trailer, and um, I'm hyped because the the animated series looks. Is it Kirkman that drew it that draws the no okay because it, it looks the same the, yeah there's the a couple the guys yeah there's one I think they're mostly taking from the wa- the the artist from this 
volume that we read, which mm-hmm. is Corey Walker, but eventually another very similar Marcus artist. Kirkman's not the artist. Yeah, Ryan Otley takes it takes it over, and he's actually doing Spider Man stuff right now, which is cool. But you know, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if I actually if we're just gonna go into the book. I don't know if I loved the art from this book. Like there's a lot of panels. This where is me. This is the sound of me shrugging my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> like it was fine. Yeah, it was good, but I, it was just like I don't know. There's a lot of panels with just two dots for eyes, and I'm like, really, guys? That was what I was saying about yeah about firepower. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, I I I felt that way more in this book, but like. I think this series for people that are, you know, don't know where to start with indies and are reading a bunch of uh, superhero books. This is the perfect transitionary book to get into indie comics if you're a superhero fan. And if anyone is to ever make the argument for like if anyone makes the argument that this is the best superhero comic they've ever read, I actually don't think for the series wide and maybe not just the volume we read. Right. Um, I think that th- that's a solid argument. Like, I don't know if I can rebuttal it's just a preference thing beyond that point but like this is a solid series yeah we read volumes one through three he re- jesse read the volumes one through three trade paperback which is all collected in the ultimate collection hardcover volume one which is what i read so jesse wh- what'd you think how'd you like it it was okay Okay, <laughs> and I think that you hyped me up because you're like you're gonna love this book i think you i thought you i loved this series I am willing to read the next few volumes. Oh, yeah. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. And I think maybe it's because I've read, you know, a bit of Kirkman before. Right. Yeah. So nothing surprised me with, with him. Yeah. That, that... I don't want to answer your other questions because I know you might be mm-hmm. asking something about some of the twists and turns that he likes to throw into his books. But it was... um. It was good. It was good. It was okay. Yeah, that was like actually my next question, which is like how you've read Kirkman, you've read Firepower, you've mm-hmm. read uh, what was Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Um, did you have any expectations when you found out he wrote this, and then like going into this book? No, it was a nice change for me. Uh, for what I've read before, The Walking Dead is obviously one thing, and then Firepower is another thing. So going into like his version of the superhero genre, I suppose was a refreshing change. Mm-hmm. And there was things that as I, as I read through the um, issues, I, I, I liked it more like volume one. I was like, Mah. yeah, it, that's before anything happens. Right. So as volume two went on and volume three, went on, I actually like volume three the best, but as they went on, like I said, I'm willing to read more of it because I think it's just going to progressively get better, especially if it ran for so long, man. Yeah. And it, and I, I will say it does like, this is really, I, I that's why I wanted you to get the first three trades under your belt. And mm-hmm. for the fans, like get, get, dig into the series, because I think this is literally just the tip of the iceberg for what happens and where it goes. Um, this is, you know, cause I didn't, I hadn't really read, I'd read one volume of walking dead. I'd read one volume of obviously firepower, mm-hmm. Or I read this before I read Firepower, but like I I wasn't used to his style, and so all of the blows that this book dealt, like I think. Oh, you weren't ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was like, whoa. Yeah, okay, okay, I, I like, get it. Yeah. He went there, and so you know it, it beefs it up. But then also like to see such a full superhero uh, genre within this story, what I thought was really, really, really well done. And so I I think that you know we're we're gonna find more of that within this. 
How do you feel like being such like a DC and like Justice League fan, right? Are you right? That's like I'm so, hand, I was right? reading Justice League today. Yeah, like he, the Guardians of the Galaxy Globe. The Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Wait, he, we're good. It's the fucking same Guardians of the Galaxy and the Guardians of the Globe. They're both. It's just G's, bud. This one came so, out first. This no, team you, came out first. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a very, very, very old Marvel team from the 70s. Right. Sylvester Stallone played. But remember, this book came out in 2002. No, I I understand that. And I'm not saying that... Here's where I'm going. I'm not saying that they bit the Guardians of the Galaxy, but the Guardians of the Globe bit the Justice League. They are just... Do you feel weird? Is that, like, cheap to you? It's not cheap to me because the way I think about it is, like, you know... and. for fans that know too, like same thing with kind of the series in, in irredeemable um, with a story like this, it's kind of like he's building his own universe. And like, there are frameworks within comics that like are going to like themes and stuff and ideas that are going to get stolen all the time. And so, yeah, but it was blatant. It was, it was he did it on purpose. This one was blatant, but it's also like, they never could have told the story in DC comics. You know what I mean? This way they right. never could have. And same thing with irredeemable where it's pretty much like, what if Superman was evil? Like Brightburn. Right. Like, um, they, they never, DC isn't quite willing to tell that story unless it's an else world or whatever. And it's like, if you want to play with those toys, build your own universe. And that's what they did. And I, I liked, I liked it. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Cause also we don't have a uh, quite Superman's son being a teenager. We have that now in the comics, but like Superman's son trying to like take up the mantle and pick up the pieces of his family after all this. I was like, that's kind of really where the story goes, you know, in invincible. Because yeah. Omni-Man is basically Superman. Yeah. He is Superman. He is. Yeah. And right. if Krypton was full of assholes. I think Krypton kind of is full of assholes. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. <laughs> but like Jor-El wasn't an asshole quite, quite. Omni-Man is. Omni-Man well, is, yeah. Okay, at least through these volumes. I, he's, I don't know if he comes back or, you know. I can't confirm it or not. And I don't think that this first season well, of the show will. Back. I don't know what the first season of the show is going to do. Um you know, I think this is the first season for the most part. There's some stuff that comes back up, but, oh, and I have a question. I'm going to ask, I'm going to talk to you about the voice cast of the show because I want to hear your thoughts on the cast because it's so good. Sure. You um, want to get into that right now? No, that's towards the end. All right. Um, they have to have something to look forward to. Totally. Um, Stick around. So I thought, I, I want to really kind of lean into the twist that the book takes because I thought it was a very much like we, we set up and we, have, we had a formula in the first volume, you know, mm-hmm. which was, okay, dad's the biggest superhero in the world. Uh, he, we, he fights crime, but then somehow he's able to make it home for dinner. Oh man, I got powers too. And I'm just this teenager, you know, trying to make sense of the world while trying to live up this legacy. And then they take an entirely different turn where it's like, oh wow, no, now it's father versus son and- you know, you just skipped like 17. That was like two. That was three books. But that's where it goes. Yeah. I mean, I liked even watching Mark try to figure out he had powers. Right. Like mm-hmm. him, like trying to jump off the fucking roof. Oh, actually, I think he figures out as he jumps off the roof. and He's like, this is going to hurt or um, that was that was it was cool to watch like um, him kind of like know at some point he was going to get powers and try to almost force them upon himself and in the whole family dynamic dynamic is is neat too with you know omni-man's struggle to get back in time for dinner but then he also just bails like 10 seconds later and the family deals with it um big shout out to the mom in this story like powerful woman not like an aunt may style character she was just like 
She wasn't waiting up for anyone. She's yeah, but like, he fucking he Omni Man does her so dirty too, Omni right? Totally like does. it's such a shitty. Like he just when they're I don't mean to like totally skip around. But, well, and we I'm not will. going to. I'm not going to. We'll get there in a minute. Um, I think one of the earlier panels that you and I both liked as well is when uh, Mark figures out that he he's a superhero and he can fly and do all this shit. He's super powerful, and then his buddy figures it out. Right? What's his buddy's name? Chris. Uh, uh no, 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 it's, it's specifically Craig. like Christopher. Maybe. Chris, no, he? it's William, and mm. people keep calling him Will, and he hates that. Yeah, or he, or they'll. Oh, you go by Bill? Is it Billy? Willie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, no. But the panel is uh, William just wanting uh, mm-hmm. Mark to pick him up and fly him into the sky like Lois Lane. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and they're fly. He's like, he's like, come on, man, just do it once. And he's like, all right. And as the you know, as they fly up into the sky, William's so happy and, and Mark is just like, This is so gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I love that because it's I sent that I literally sent that photo to Jesse and I was like, This is us, but I'm William. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you didn't even have to say he was William. We all knew. Oh my was. gosh. And I would have gladly taking you for a fly buddy <laughs> that is loyal friends fly friends but you know the, that and that there was the, the, the thing about this book is there's a lot of like uh tongue-in-cheek moments and almost too like they're so low-key that if you're not paying attention enough like you totally m- will miss them there's a there's a there's a poster in their high school yeah and the poster is just a poster of a block of cheese and it says <laughs> cheese and then it says it's cool not even cool. Like the L's left off. It's it's C O O. It's cool. That is Jeez. like, and I think that makes like what the fuck is that? Like what the fuck, dude? That makes me think of like the old, you know, like and think about like 2002. That is like exactly what they were doing. Like it's cool. Pen 15. Like that's totally the vibe. Yeah. Like like woo woo. Like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like like all that stuff. And so for go watch pen 15 friends, if you haven't, um, but so, anyways, hold on. So, so Mark gets his powers. He joins a teen tight team, team, the teen, teen team, team Titans, team T C another DC group. Right. Yeah. Um, long story short, he, he's been told his whole family that his dad comes from Vil, uh, uh, Viltrum, Viltrum. Yeah. And that he came to defend earth basically. And it's, he comes to find out that, he's not that he's here to basically conquer the universe and dad's a dick and he starts talking now i'm going back to mom he starts talking about his mom like she's a literally like a dog yeah he's like she's a pet i'm an outliver you're gonna outliver like don't worry about your mother she's nothing to me and it's just like of course mark's like no way man yeah and the fact the fact that that omni-man doesn't understand that is kind of like man how do you not understand this but there's also part of me that's like, I think he did understand it because when, you know, everything ends, he, the last panel we see is him with tears in his eyes flying away from earth. You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's, I honestly, we will see that storyline play out further as yeah. the series goes a hundred million issues later. But like, I think that, that there was an impact and, and oh my gosh, for my game of Thrones fans, it's like the hound. I've been watching Game of Thrones and we were talking about the Hound and he's very much like, I just really believe in no spoilers for Game of Thrones, but this character is just, he puts on this facade of like, I'm tough, I'm tough, I'm tough, I'm tough. Like nobody can mess with me, but like he's, you can all also like everyone can look through behind the surface and see he is like so fragile. You know what I mean? Like he's like proving something to himself by doing this and yeah. trying to prove it to the world, but it's like, that's not who he is. Right. 
And so he's putting on a front for Viltrum. Uh, how did you... And this is what I like about Krypton and, like, the Viltrum comparison, mm-hmm. too, is that, like, they tr- they totally framed it up to DC lore because in the early 2000s, DC was the more popular publisher. Like, that, like... Sure. You know, and especially, like, this is the same time the Justice League cartoon was coming out, which is, like, ha- like heralded by fans as, like, one of the best ever. Um, so we see now... Uh, like this example, but he totally kind of turns his back on the idea of Viltrum. I mean, we had an idea that Viltrum was like Krypton and like, wow, we're going to go scout new worlds. No, Viltrum is trying to conquer new worlds. Yeah. And the it, entire universe. Yeah. So like, for the most part, did you, did you, did you like that turn? Cause it's like, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just Omni-Man was wrong. It was his entire purpose for being there was wrong. Yeah. His entire race. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. I like that. But it didn't come as a the whole turn yeah. when he when he ends up murdering he basically murders the other Guardians of the Globe Guardians of the Globe who's basically just imagine the Justice League it's exactly the he Justice kills League. all of them and it's awesome he's like cutting off their heads and like punching through them and shit like that like it's super cool but that didn't surprise me because that's like a Kirkman not even that whole issue because there was like issue I think seven of the series it's literally just like okay page by page we go through the Guardians of the Galaxy or Guardians of the Globe and we go through the whole thing and then literally the end they're like oh man there's a there's a red alert watch I, I mean, gotta go to the watchtower you know like for it just it, it, it nah it was very it was very X Force Deadpool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know Unca- he's referring to Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force and, and like. Oh no! You're no, I mean no, no, Deadpool no, 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 the movie straight Deadpool up, straight X Force, yeah, X Force, how they introduce him and then they automatically kill him. It yeah. was the same thing. Now, Invincible did it first, obviously, yeah, but yeah. I didn't read it first. No, so. I think that's actually from X Force, like an X Force comic that happened. Um, I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, Deadpool's killed everyone. Yeah, technically, it's, it's kind of a thing. Like, yeah. he's, like he's killed everyone, but uh, yeah, it wasn't like a big surprise. I dug it. It was cool. It was. It, I, I super enjoyed watching them all die. <laughs> because that was the like, only time it's okay. <laughs> it was like, this is just a knockoff Batman right here. Oh, it doesn't matter. He's dead. Moving back to Mark um, and the DC, like, you know, away from the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about him as a protagonist? Like, he, he was our view into this world. Did you like him? Were you like, yeah, I like him. You know, he's a young high school kid and he's torn between like fighting crime and like getting good grades and trying to find the right college to go to, you know? How did he miss? <laughs> He's like taught him and a Chris, Christopher William, whatever it is. I mean, they're always talking about the girls too. How did he like miss the whole like Eve thing? Like she was obviously into him and he was like so oblivious. Actually, I just answered my own question. Because he's a high school boy. Exactly. <laughs> because in high school, I was oblivious to most girls like that were trying to like, you know, like, hey. And I was just like, oh, you want to get some pizza? The oh, best scene in the world is when Mark and his and Eve go fight the the school teacher or whatever who's evil. Yeah. And he's she's like, how do you know it's me? And he's like, you're not even wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, it was just the teacher. He's talking to the teacher and she does. She's wearing pink. Yeah. He's like, it's just you, stupid. <laughs> that, that's literally, I thought that's what you're going to say. He's like, he's totally oblivious to Eve being a superhero. I was like, no, he was oblivious to her. No, he was oblivious that she was like into him. Yeah. You know, um, I also like the scene, the, the part two where she breaks up with her boyfriend whose name is Rexplode. Yeah, like, great. Great name, right? And she is crying into Mark's lap. She is just you know she's sad and she, mark's sitting on his bed <laughs> and eve is crying she's you know laying sideways on his lap crying and he's like trying to console her and then mom walks in and sees that from the back 
What do you think it looks like? It looks like <laughs> she's going down on Mark. And she and she freak, mom freaks out. And she's like, you two out of the room now. And he's like, mom, it's not what it looks like. And she's like, sure, buddy. Yeah. Right. But it really wasn't. It really wasn't. And I'm like, I loved the great job on Corey Walker and uh, Kirkman for doing that. Like, like laying it out like that. I really liked it. Yeah. And that's what the, there was a couple. Like I said, there was there was quite a few things that are funny in the book. Like you were talking. And I also think that this image book broke down something that like. DC could and Marvel couldn't have done when you're talking about like some of the tongue in cheek stuff. Yeah. Like when he goes to the comic store, he goes to um, he, he when he goes to the comic store, he talks about picking up his pull list, which is if you have a pull list, go pick it up. Don't put your comic store out of that money. And um, he's like, oh, it's been a while. And he's like, oh, I didn't like this style where the the writer changed and started putting in blank panels, like duplicate panels, to show time going by or Dude, an awkward moment. I took a picture of that just so I can share it with you because it was so. It was so good, dude. I kn- I knew, and then as he's doing that, he's putting in panels yeah. to show dramatic effect. It was so good. I wish, you, like, when you post this episode, like, can you use that panel? Because yeah. it was so genius. Like, it was so. Where Where is it? Like, I want. I just want to show you. I almost. I was gonna text it to you, and then I was like, Nah, I'll just show it to him tomorrow. Because I knew that you loved that as well. This one right here, dude. Right here. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's perfect too. Yeah, absolutely. And he does that. And you know, it's so funny. Like first Mark's, first Mark, Mark's doing it. He's like, yeah, man, I just reuse the art for dramatic pauses and the stuff doesn't really change much from panel to panel. And it's just Mark, the same two panels back to back to back. And he says, don't you think that's cheap? And then back to back to back. Not really. <laughs> it's so good. I really, yeah, no, it is. It's brilliant. And they're you know, making fun of themselves. They're making, fun or they're of, making fun of, they're making fun of other comic writers as they're making fun of them. They, they're doing it themselves. The way it was described to me was, which is funny, especially in the Ultimate Edition. I don't know if this happens in the trades, but Brian Michael Bendis notoriously does that in his Ultimate Spider-Man run, which mm-hmm. was kind of being printed simultaneously. And so Brian Michael Bendis wrote the. Uh, introduction to this and he's like oh wow what i really wish i could have like gotten a chance to write this but i'm so proud of them and so i think that that was brian michael bendis like them making fun of him which is totally super good which i loved there was something else too very shortly after this and i i, I should have noted it but i'm bad at that uh there was another thing too that there was i thought that they were taking shots at marvel for something and it, it was just it's super smart i like it i like it, it's super smart but again if you're not fully engaged and paying attention yeah. it's going to go over your head because you could have read that page right there and not and thought he was just having a conversation with a comic book writer yeah and not even thought anything yeah i really <laughs> so good i really like um i like kirkman's like the the meta awareness and like i think that's something that's very exclusive to image and you know that's why we that's why we like them yeah for uh, sure compared to come on baby <laughs> we're ready <laughs> compared to the other superhero stories you've read how'd you like this one because it's different it's a different take on the entire genre yeah i i super enjoyed the difference it's not your cookie cutter like superhero story mm-hmm. and i liked it yeah i like uh i i just thought it's image's way of doing it and it, it's true to you know like their kind of like indie vibe you know what i mean like yeah and I think that what we've seen the show take from this is like some of the best parts like of this story, like the, the opening of the trailer or uh, I'm pretty sure opening of the trailer for in- the invincible prime video series is them like throwing the baseball. And like, it's at first you're like, they're both flying in the air and they're just chucking the baseball and we're like, 
why are they like they're not facing each other and then they just catch it and you realize they're throwing the ball around the globe yeah like that is the coolest thing like i've ever heard of and i just think that is so freaking like smart and like if it's stuff like that like it, it's they lean way more into the familial in this story and that's that's something i really like and just like aspects like that and but also they lean into the freaking gratuitous violence that yeah because it's like a father-son story right like when they're throwing the baseball back and forth and 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 now that i think of it too omni-man he tried he tried to have talks with mark multiple times and mark just kept thinking it was about like you know mom thinking he was having sex with like amber or eve and he was like dad i don't need to have the birds and the bees talk right now and he was like all right some other time even though he was actually trying to tell him about like his villainous shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but the violence is also great. Yeah. I, I like in this series gets so violent. Like, so, so like he kills all, he kills the, the guardians of the globe and, uh, fittingly the immortal is the one that comes back mm-hmm. like once. And I know he's going to come back again cause they have him in like the shield place and they're putting him back together. Yeah. Yeah. But he straight rips the dude in half. Oh yeah. Like the way he like, he's like, I killed you once. I'm going to kill you again. And then like scissors him in half Mm -hmm. and there's guts and intestines flying everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, but his death here is the best. He's like immortal. It it cuts to immortal before we have the big reveal. He says, I never liked you. And then it's Omni-Man's like, I never liked you either. Yeah. And I, I, um, some of my favorite characters were the, uh, uh, the Mahler, the Mahler twins, the two blue guys. Who are one's one's a clone and one's not, and they're arguing over who the clone is, and he's like, "That's why I got these piercings so I could be different from my clone." And he's like, <laughs> "Wait, you're gonna let your clone tell you that you need to go?" It's just their, yeah. their interactions is funny, but um, where was I going with that? Oh, when they when they like put the immortal back together, and he's like, "It's cool, man. I got this neck piece on him. Like we'll be able to control him." And then they turn him like they activate him and bring him back to life, and he just straight bounce. He's like, "Ah!" He just takes off, and they're like. Well, guess that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was, and he doesn't even like try and fight them. He just like, no, he just bails, and they are like, yeah, that was that that was that didn't work. You idiot. <laughs> um, uh, oh, now now that you're like on that, like I I kind of started thinking about the supporting characters in the world. Did you have like a favorite like supporting character? Because this they they get I think, you know, there's some really cool stuff with Cecil that you know. It yeah, but I don't. Government. I didn't get there. The only thing, the only part I saw Cecil or Cecil or whatever, whatever his name is, was the end where, the end of the volume where Mark is, had just gotten pummeled by his father mm-hmm. and he's recovering in the hospital. There's not. There's only a couple pages there with him. But yeah. but there's also only a couple pages with every character. So except for Eve, she's around the most. But like there's there's him. There's and maybe I'm just taking some of that other information like. Like off the bat, like what do you think about Cecil? Like, do you think that you know he's he's trustworthy? No way, think, he seems shady as shit. I'm like, what do you think about the one room that he goes in? It's all white, and then yeah, he like, snaps and he, fingers. And he and tells he tells <laughs> Cameron he tells him that like basically the fluoride in the water is only oh, showing yeah. people what the government wants them to see, which is like something that you know you'd probably think that I would be like telling you lately about yeah. the water or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> wink, wink. Oh my gosh, it's um, funny. I don't think he's tr- trustworthy. He doesn't seem like he seems like he wants to help out, and he, he seems like he wants to make sure he keeps the family supported, right, financially. But I'm not trusting that dude at all. He's also got a weird like half face scar thing. That, yeah, like, they never really like draw that well. And you're like, is his face fucked up or? 
did somebody just get lazy when they're drawing? And then you realize like his face is kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, but I think supporting cast wise, th- like my favorite character was uh, Alan the alien. He is one of the best recurring characters. How did you think about that fight? Like, because that, you know, that happened and yeah. Mark's dad was like, oh, you can take him, blah, blah, blah. And then Mark, I like, can't take him. Yeah, and Mark then, can't take him. And then Mark decides that they just need to talk it out. He's like, oh, wait, you're at, the, like, that, that's where they're going. You're at. And he's like, oh, that's not here. That's, we're, we're Earth. Yeah, we're and Earth. And he's like, hey, man, no one's ever tried to talk to me. Everyone just fights me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's okay. And then he comes back because obviously he made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's just—he was a great character. I loved him. He was great. He comes on a bunch. Um, yeah, no, I really freaking like Alan. Alan's a great character. Cecil has a, such an interesting arc. But you know who I also like? Who honestly, he's in the series, but I don't think he makes such a big difference. Is the tailor? I think the idea of the oh, tailor yeah. being yeah. the guy mm-hmm. who designs the costumes mm-hmm. and like Mark constantly coming to him for like you know. He almost takes a, a, a fatherly role to him, but yeah. it's like him being available to like the rest of the family was so interesting. He was very um, Alfred to me. You, yes. You know what I mean? He was like the Alfred character, even though there is the butler that goes crazy in, in the book. The one that they, I forgot the guy's name. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, like yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. to the funeral and he's like, ah, you like. He steals the, yeah. his friend's suit or yeah, something. Yeah. And he was the butler guy, but the, the tailor seemed like that Alfred um role and yeah that was cool i just think yeah i and also fun fact the if you look at invincible's costume it's the image logo yeah i like totally is i learned that from geek history lesson great podcast um yeah it totally is it's not even like subtle it's like if you think about it's like yeah he just looks like the image logo yeah i don't love his outfit either by the way oh i like it i I mean it's it's cool but like he's got like bug eyes yeah yeah i'm like now i forgot what he's just got like big bug eyes like boop I'm into it. Bye. I'm into it. And those action figures, the invincible action figures are so cool. Okay. You know what we can do now? Yeah. There was another fun fact that I saw that was like those action figures are in like one of the seasons of walking dead when they're going through some buildings. Oh yeah. Like they put those action figures on one of the shelves, which well, is cute. It's funny because those are, you know, Robert Kirkman now kind of has his own label under the image imprint and it, they're called Skybound, and like you know, I, there's a bunch of. I think that's how they kind of distribute some of their stuff, like mm-hmm. product and uh, who's in it. It's a uh, there's a bunch. They're like like Saga's in Skybound, like the imprint, and uh, a bunch a bunch of stuff. But anyways, okay, so I'm gonna go through some of the um, people voice casted for the series, and I want to tell you how you think. First, okay, thing, well I see that you have that pulled up, so do me a favor because. I'm me. Sure you. you sh- tell me their name and then show me who they are because yeah. I'm not very good with names. Okay, Stephen Yoon is... Uh, I know who he is. He's Mark from, Grayson. He's from The Walking Dead. Yes, which is another Kirkman property, fun fact. Um, Yeah, that that's that's great. Hearing his voice and I'm like, like with the trailer match, I'm yeah. like, that is so cool. Like mm-hmm. That's a great choice. Yeah, it's and a great choice. Even I think some fans were petitioning for him to be the main guy. Like if they were ever to do live action, have him be... Uh, mark in live action and i also think that could totally work yeah absolutely i'm like 100 it could work yeah okay jk simmons so like no i know jk simmons jk simmons is is omni-man how do we feel i like actually think that's another perfect cast um just because jk simmons voice is so like bold and like you know he's like the dude from like the state farm commercials right is that really what he is State Farm, dude you don't know no yeah man oh um right isn't it yeah it is yeah, the, yeah that's him you're, yeah you're probably right yeah. I don't um know. yes 
Yes, I, I, I hit, that's a good voice choice. I'm still a- him yeah. as an actor playing live action. Absolutely not. Oh, really? No. Oh yeah, no, 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 not live action as the actor. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I was yeah. like, oh, Vo- really? Voice actor. Yes, absolutely. I'm like, stick away on him. I'm, I'm so down for him. Okay, Sandra O oh as Debbie Grayson. You know who she is. Oh, that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Now check this out too. I never knew in the book because they're not drawn a certain way. I, I didn't know whether Mark was Asian or not in the I book. I think he is. And now the casting makes me think that he he was. Uh, yeah. And that she, you know, and he would obviously be Asian because not dad, but from mom. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. And if it was live action too, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Perfect. I think she's she's had quite a year, and like I think that she has. Or like, I don't know, a couple years. Everyone's yeah, a couple like years. a huge yeah. Sandra O oh fan right yeah. now. And I'm like, ooh, to have her be on this property. I'm like, I really just think this voice cast voice cast is all time. Okay. Yeah, I dig that. I'm with Seth it. Seth Rogen as Alan the Alien. Oh, yes. Please. Absolutely. And the reasons, okay, everyone owes a big round of applause for Seth to Seth Rogen because he, he is happen. the person who has made this show, Preacher, uh, The Boys, all those properties happen. So a lot of your favorite comic adaptations are due to Seth Rogen. If I'll say it right now on the air. Everyone asks me who's the number one person I'd have on the podcast. Seth Rogen. That would be the dream guest of all time. But you'd have to start smoking weed. I would gladly. You guys would get so he'd get you so baked. He has he has a new company. I guess that the, the, he grows weed now. Like he yeah. has he's a retailer. And sure. I'm like great for him for having his own company. If that's what it takes to get him on here, it's it's legal in California. Yeah. I'm like I would. I did number one. Okay, wait. The show would be so fucking good. You would, he'd, he'd end up hosting your show for you. Amber is the girl that he starts dating. Amber is his girlfriend. Yes, that he starts uh, dating. And Zazie Beats is going to play Amber in the show. Yes, you do. She's Domino and Deadpool too. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. What do we think? I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's a big name for kind of a small role. Uh, I haven't read more of the book, so I don't know that she sticks around more or not. But, hey, if it's, if it's a small role, then she's got a cameo thing and she's – Homies with Seth Rogen, maybe. I think, I think they're together for a little bit. I don't recall, but anyways, um, I would. I'm I, who's Amber. Um, I'm sorry. Who's who's Eve? Oh, I love Eve. It is Jillian Jacobs. Have you seen Community? Yes. She's the blonde girl in Community. Actually, I just lied. Sorry, Hannah. I've never seen Community. I, I, yes, just came out of my mouth. You Hannah, called me Hannah. No, nope. yeah. Hannah <sighs> asked me like two hours ago whether I'd seen Community, and I was like, no, I've never seen Community. Oh, uh, she's so I in... can't say yes now because yeah. I've never seen it. Dude. I know, I I know of it. Let me see her. Let me see her. Jillian Jacobs. She's done a couple things, but she's in Community yep. most notoriously. And like, I think when you gotcha. hear her voice, that's a perfect cast. Okay, it is. All right. Okay, my number one favorite casting choice, though. There's a, there's a few. I'm like I'm going through the list, but there's a, there's a few that aren't surprising and some that are. Jason Manzukis as Rex Splode. That is my favorite one. You know Jason Manzoukas. He is in everything. <laughs> like, yeah. That that's... is the most perfect. Because his character is just kind of like consistently a douchebag and the worst. He is a douchebag, and for sure. Have... But it's like, but it's here. And I'm going to tell you, like, probably what Rexplode and him have in common. They can play that douchebag that's not a guy that you absolutely hate. Yeah, you can, you don't hate him. It's like, it's, it's humorous. And he is the just perfect voice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're a douchebag, but we'll let you hang out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, another one, Mi- Mr. Robot, uh, in the like kind of the teen team leader, he is Zachary Quinto, who plays Spock, and he's in. Oh he, yeah, he was in mm-hmm. Heroes and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know the actor. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Great. I'm good with that. Yeah. Great choice. Um, 
a few others. Mark Hamill is Art Rosebaum. I forget who Art is. He was not in the first volume. So, uh, uh, wait, unless he's the teacher. He could. He's, he's the teacher. No. Is he the teacher? Oh, my gosh. I'm looking this up now. If he, Maybe he's the teacher that ends up trying to blow everybody up. Uh, there's a there's a musician. I mean, that's super cool too. Like the, <laughs> the teacher is literally implanting bombs in his students, and then he's exploding them in the mall. Oh, I'm a big dummy. He's like my favorite guy. He's the tailor. Oh shit! <laughs> I blew it. I don't know that the tailor. They were. Um. Yeah. Hey, Art. Mom calls and says, "Hey, Art. I need to know. I need to know how to dry." omni-man's suit and he's like we've been over this yeah exactly exactly like i sent you a detailed instructions like <laughs> you keep shrinking them yeah um okay and, and then that's the that's you know when i say the book was okay for me it was okay but the good thing about it like you were saying is like that's the type of shit that makes it relatable i mean she calls the superhero tailor to figure out how to wash his suit it's just everyday stuff everyone's got to do laundry and and like dude it, it, it just offers a perspective that we had not seen either, you know? Um, okay, another one. Wait, there's a, there's a couple more that I'll give you, Mr. Rob. Okay, Kari Payton, who plays Ezekiel on... He's the voice of Cyborg on the Teen Titans show. Mm-hmm. He plays Ezekiel on the Walking Dead show. Okay. He, he is playing Black Samson, who is the guy whose butler yes. um, went crazy. But he's a good superhero recurring character. Um, Wouldn't be Cameron Reed's comics if you didn't smack your microphone. I, I smacked the table. That's well, the worst what, part. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like you were smacking the microphone. Um. Okay. Oh, and Walton Goggins as Cecil Stedman, which I would love to see more. It's this guy. I think. I think he has the good. Oh com- yeah, man. He's he's um he's the uh he's in the he's in the Walking Dead. I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe he's not. No, he's not. But he's the he's uh one of the shit bags in the Hateful Eight. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's what I remember. I'm like, I think that's a good cast. Like, I, I. And he's also in Vice Principals. Oh, I haven't watched that. Oh, my gosh. I hear that show's bad. Bad? Like, 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 it's like risque. Oh, I thought you meant like this show's not very good. No, I heard the show's good, but it's like bad. Like, yeah. like don't watch it with your parents or your children. <laughs> like, yeah. um, okay, I guess we're winding down to my last few questions. What was. What? You- what is, we just started, bro. What time is it? I'm here all day long, bro. We ain't going nowhere. All right. Just well, kidding. Get comfortable. He's trying to get rid of me. Um. Okay. Th- last three questions. Yeah. Shoot. Favorite. You said favorite supporting character. Favorite character. No, man. It's 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 Alan the Alien. Okay. His name is Alan, the Alien. I love him. And he like that's such a funny slip up too. Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the wrong planet. The I've whole been time. going to the wrong planet, man. What's happening, Alan? You know, yeah. I love when people like name their dogs like normal human names like alan hey what's your dog's name thinking it's going to be something cute and it's like oh that's frank yeah literally. it's the same thing it's like you'd think his name would be like like vector four yeah xenomorph which yeah. is the alien from yeah. aliens but it's just alan he's like hey it's me alan it's just like a normal like earth name like what fucking alan okay that's hilarious I'm and then it. and then um Okay, so yeah, honestly, I'd probably say the same. I love he, the Taylor, and, and and yeah, the Taylor is great. But Alan and Mark have like a big chunk of like time where they spend together. For, first in the fight, and then when Alan comes back to tell him he's made the mistake of overlooking his dad being a villain, and like he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize that you had a what's this? Was a Kryptonian guy, what's a Viltrumite, a Viltrumite, like in your presence the whole time." He's like, "Oh, funny story. Like that's me, but it was my dad." And then they have like a full. Uh, like they sit down and have a conversation on the moon. On, yeah, they're talking on the moon, which is 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 cool. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, there's no there's no one around long enough. The Taylors, all the characters are great. Everybody in in the teen team is. There's just not enough time with anybody else. Like I said, I like the Mahler twins, um, and their dialogue that they have between each other. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you like Mark because he's he's the guy. But I felt I felt for Mom too. I always felt like I felt like she was almost she was trying to deal with her husband having to run off to save the universe all the time. But it was almost like she was always on the edge of like losing it. Yeah. Didn't it seem like that? Like she was like, I'm okay with this, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think at least as the issues went on too, it was almost like it was wearing thin on her. And then when she realized she was told that he was, you know, a bad guy, basically Mm -hmm. she was really upset. And Mark says, mom, are you okay? And she's like, not even, no, not even close. And yeah, justifiably so. Yeah. And oh, wait, did I forget? No, she did hear the recordings of what he said about her. Yeah, Cecil or Omni-Man. Cecil or whatever you want to call yeah. him. He straight up played the tape for her, and Mark was upset. He's like, "Man, like, How why did you-, you just did it straight up like that?" And he's like, "Bro, if you would have sugarcoated that, it would have been bad. Well, she would have held out hope that her husband was going to come back." And yeah, and it's like also you can't. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then she heard him say it. And yeah. then it's like, oh, he's talking about me now. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, it's calling brutal. you a dog. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Ugh. it was brutal. Um, it was a good, I'm like, I was going to say it was a good story, but it was a good story, but that was a sad moment. But like, I think that's, I don't know what it is about Kirkman and like his strength about giving us gut punches. Like, I think that his writing ability is, is, is so magnificent because the reasons things happen and like the way the narrative is propelled forward in like the, the, you know, the conversations happening on the side or like everything else happening or surrounding the character. Mm-hmm. I really just appreciate because it's like, you can tell that they're thoughtful about it. Like, you know, I've been watching some of the Zack Snyder movies and like, I like Zack Snyder, but some of the, the, the reasons and the justifications for, for things happening, I'm not, I'm like, Oh, okay and like but like why like why sure. i you know i was thinking about it lately it's like i for that story i don't know why lex luthor hates superman i really have no idea why mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm looking for a reason and there's no reason everything every character arc and reasoning within this story made sense mm-hmm. i'm like oh viltrum's gonna do this because that's what they do and i'm like oh okay like you know that's what you said oh and uh no, my, my relationship with my wife wasn't real. Now she feels this way. I'm like, all of this is, it's cohesive. And yeah. that's what I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then that's what makes the gut punches hit harder. Yeah. And he does a good job of that. It's just his thing. He does those gut punches. Yeah. And, and always. And so now it's like, we, 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 we expect them. I feel like that way on a similar note with like Brian K. Vaughn. It's like, right. I know that like something's going to happen, but for the most part, when it happens, it's justified and it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's, that's all I need. You know, as as a as a consumer of these things, but um, okay. My last question for you then would be, what would you rate the story out of ten? That's not the last question. You okay. said you had three questions. Well, I had one that you already answered. I had one that was, who's your favorite character? Oh, 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 Fa- favorite moment. Just keeping you on track. I will. I am. Uh, I am me. <laughs> no, straight up. I took a picture of that panel of him having the conversation with the like comic writer that wrote like something about a cat. A science dog. Science dog. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's his favorite character. <laughs> like I, I, I took a picture of that because that was my favorite thing. It was so meta and like it was just so like. 
yeah, I heard you did all these things. And then they did it in their own comic. Like, it was genius. There's a... I don't want... What? You I'll, can spoil. I mean, I'll spoil you, something. It's not ahead. a big spoiler, but yeah. like there's a mo- there's a time when Alan the alien, I'm pretty sure, comes to Mark and he dresses up as Science Dog. So like the issue cliffhanger for the issue before is like Science Dog is here. And then it's like, what the heck? Like, like this, this fictional comic book character, character that I yeah. read is in it. And then he opens up the door and it's freaking or he, it's Science Dog. But then the next issue, it's just like Alan the aliens like, oh, I saw people on your planet like loved this. And so, <laughs> so I just I came as, as someone you'd recognize. And it's like, what the heck, man? Like, it's just moments like those that I really dug. And especially that one. It was just so great. I like I like that one and I really like I think my favorite moment would be I like I like the flying scene with Will. Sure. They, and it's like it's it's funny, it leans into like the mythos, you know, it's uh, I, I, the classic Superman seventy three where like I spent the night with Superman, the lowest lane flight yeah, scene. Yeah, it was totally lowest lane. It's lane. really yeah. Cl- yeah. like leaning into that and yeah. I'm like, it's so funny because I'm like, it's relatable, it, it makes sense and it's like you know, I don't, I don't think that aged poorly. I think when he's like, oh, that's so gay. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just so funny. The friend shrugging and like just being too teenage. And Will, Will in the panel is like so whimsical. And like, it's not. Yeah, he's like kicking his feet. Yeah. You know, he's, and he's so happy. He's throwing his head back. But the reason that it, that still holds up is because he's not like, dude, that's so gay. No. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. that's so gay. Let's go. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? He's, he's like, like he's, we're doing he's like, this. We're so gay right now. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's funny. It's, it's good. So I really like that. Cause I think leaning into the series, those are the strongest moments and that that's what we like the best. So now final question, what do we got out of 10? Uh, what is okay? What's okay on a scale of one to 10? Six? Is that below okay? Seven? Seven's average, right? I think right? seven's average, but that's from seven. my, my, I have a wrong brain about that kind of stuff. Seven's too, seven's better than okay then. Yeah, I think, so. I think people think that. I, I just feel like every book I give, I'm here, doing, I give a nine. We're doing half right. numbers now? Well, yeah, decimals Let's are a real thing. 6.5. 6.5, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got to give you some more volume. I think, yeah, I think that it, it, I will enjoy it as it goes on because let's say, you know, the, the first volume was like, okay, it was pretty meh. It was like a four and then it got better, you know, and now it's a five and it ended up being a six. And you know, next volume could be a seven. Could end yeah. up at a nine if that's what you're going to give it. Okay. Um, I think I agree with your scale. Um, yeah, let's hope. And, 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 you know, the story, really, for a series this long, this is just the inciting incident. Yeah, totally. Like, this is where we're just getting yeah. started. And so some of the stuff coming is really fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And for the fans, like, again, this is one of the best superhero stories ever, just, like, as a genre piece. If superheroes were a genre, which I think this takes it as, it's great. And so go check it out. Well, I put it this way, too. Like, a lot of things will lose me in the first couple issues and like i will just you know cameron's giving me a a few things where i'm just like i'm not gonna read this because if i get through a couple issues and it's just not hooking me i'm not gonna waste my time yeah i got through this no problem yeah so i don't want people like oh six and a half is low it was it's perfectly a a fine read and i think it's it it will get better yeah i'm gonna give it a solid upon second reading the punches didn't hit as hard but like going back to my first reading i'd say i give it like eight point okay so after your first reading you would have gave it a nine oh i would have given it like a ten Oh shit. Like, cause I, it was my first Kirkman man. So like it's when, it's when 
his dad and him fight and it's like the bloodiest thing ever. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then now I'm like red series and I'm like, mm. it is so much bloodier in the series. You know, it gets way worse. And I can't wait, but, um, the, but with this story being, you know, what it, what it was in the inciting incident, I think I really appreciated an, an issue like issue seven where it set up the gardens, of the globe, and then it just ripped it away from us. I really liked that. Yeah. And, I, I got you. And so I'm like, that kind of stuff happening, I was super down for. Um, but yeah, so I, I I give it an 8.2, 8.5. Um, very optimistic. Uh, I guess split the difference, 8.4. <laughs> so you heard it here. Cameron gives it a 7.5. No, 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 8.4. It is a great series. And I don't know, maybe we'll keep reading. We will definitely be back. I'm going to sign Jesse up for this now on the air. We will be back to do an Invincible Season 1 review on Prime Video. So I think that episode's coming out May 5th. Okay, just to recap, we're going to do a WandaVision. Well, that would have already aired. I know, but I'm just... So that's fine. In the we're time that we're, but in the time we're <laughs> you recording... You guys will have already listened to our Wanda uh, series review. Yes. Captain and the... Uh, Falcon and the Winter... Falcon Win- and the Winter Soldier. Episodic. Episodic review, review. because they have been... So, our, our Wanda, people wanted more WandaVision talks from I'm me. here for it man I wish we could talk about that right now you know well, we can't but it, it's already it's old for another time it's old news oh yeah like, this is the future yeah and so like, we'll already this is the future even though it's not because we haven't recorded it yet so do you want to do we can't do we'll just do like series review on on invincible then. yeah no invincible's coming out differently and I don't even know like the formula and for it yet like they'll just we can just stream the whole series probably at once no no it's, it's like I think they're gonna do like first two episodes or something and then weekly after that but I don't know I don't know mm. so we'll find that out um whatever it be but I'm I'm excited I'm honestly when it comes to series I might I'm just excited for invincible as I am for Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is just like you know the bread and butter Marvel content I thought you weren't a fan of like animated stuff Oh, what do you? Yeah, you. If I could, in a dream world, I would have a, just an entire podcast on the Batman animated series, like DC animated universe, which I think is right now. I'll say it on the air: superior to the Marvel universe. Was it just? Was uh, maybe it was just the what if thing that you weren't excited about? Oh yeah, I'm not excited about what if. Yeah. Oh oh oh, oh because they're trying to do a, a canonical animated series uh, for what if, and I'm like. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on that Disney investors meeting episode, I think it's Cameron reads comics annual number one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not excited for that, but, but this one is like, it's its own universe and like everything's canon and like they're going with it. What if is like, okay, what let's not, let's not, what hi- if let's not hire Benedict Cumberbatch to do Dr. Strange, the voice of let's get this other guy. And I'm like, I don't care. Like it, and, and none of it's canon anyways. So why do I need to pay attention? I to that? thought that's maybe that's why I thought you didn't like animated stuff. Yeah, no, but Invincible looks sick, and you saw us read the voice cast for it. I am so excited for that. I will gladly, hey, if, if people want us to do what if, we can do what if, but I don't know how excited I'll be. But, you know, I'd, I'd gladly be proven wrong. Oh, my gosh. We're, we'll do it, and it'll be what if Jesse was the host of Cameron Reed's comments. <laughs> oh, we can do a and what it'll if. Just me, it'll be me running your podcast and, oh. like, asking all the, the questions. Oh, that would be fun. That's what we'll do. Well, now we have to do it. So. Done. <laughs> You've heard it here first. That's how easily I'm swaying. Fans. Yep. Um, okay, well, Jesse, thank you so much for being back. 
are being back on Cameron's comics, My making pleasure. time for us. He, we have so much more in store for Jesse on the show, obviously. So you're going to be hearing a lot more of him, but in the meantime, we gave you this content. We will see you next time. Make sure to go follow us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. There's a lot of platforms. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Smash the uh, clobber the like button. And, yeah, that's, I think, all my plugs. So we will see you next time. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Bye.